Hi, it's Miss Geo, baby. Hi, it's Meezy. Hi, it's Mick, and this is YKW, a show about maids wearing their maid outfits. This is a t-shirt! Isn't that what you clean with? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to YKW. Sorry about the the delay. Fourth of July fucked up our recording schedule. But now that you're back... Y'all gonna take what you can get when we (laughs) give it to you. And 4th of July is now here on Cancel. We ain't celebrating it next year, okay? <laughs> um, so welcome to Do You Really Know? And Anonymous wants to know, how do I make friends online? I try to make mutuals and stuff, but usually people don't follow back. Um, Probably just delete your account at this point. <laughs> uh, I think it's like, it's kind of hard right now to get... Uh, Followbacks from like really old established accounts because they're not they're not looking to follow back at this point. I, usually, people are now like have the mutuals that they like, and um, it's tough to follow people back. I'm I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to follow more people back now because I feel like my timeline is becoming a little bit stagnant. So I'm like I'm actively looking for people to follow back. Who do you guys, what do you guys look for to um for an accounts to follow back to? Well, to be honest, um, my account, like my, what's it called? The stock market on my Twitter <laughs> account has recently hit a big jackpot. So, you know, buy, buying in Invest right now, now is a mutual, as a mutual for me, you're going to have to pay money <laughs> <laughs> or have something that I feel like you can, you can like, I don't know. I only follow like people. Okay. First of all. This is so shallow, but I look at your ratio. Like, if you're following, like, 400 people and you only have, like, 200 followers, I'm not going to, like, I'm more likely to follow someone that follows, like, 20 people but has 200 followers than I am someone with, like, I don't know. Is that, like, weird? No, that make, it makes sense. I don't do that, but it definitely makes sense. It, like, someone with who follows 20 but has 200 followers has a better look to their profile than someone who follows 5,000 but has 10,000 followers or something. I feel like I do it subconsciously because it tells me that they're less funny or like no, less it's, it's they're less entertaining. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because it, they it, follow it, more people than follow them. Not because like they're like it's like a ratio thing. Yeah, I kind of feel like it just tarnishes the value of your Twitter account like it's kind of like a. Did you really earn those followbacks? Like, or did you really earn those follows? Like, I don't know because you know. For for me, um, I do like a a rule of thumb, like two swipes. If I go through or two scrolls, I should say. If I go through two full scrolls of your profile and like, and fourteen of those are retweets, and only two of those are your like original tweets, and those two original tweets, I don't find them funny. I could get those, I, you know, I could find those retweets from any other profile. So for me, it's all about original content. I was going to say, I feel like I I check people's content a little bit, but I, this is shallow too. But I really follow people off of looks sometimes. Like, Oh, the classic hot, thirst follow. Yeah, if you're hot, you're way more likely to get a follow from me. Like, even sometimes I'd be getting catfish because I just look at people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow them back. I'll be like, 
and they'll talk to me. I'll be like, you look so good. This happened to me literally like two days ago. I was like, you look so good in your Abby. He's like, that's not me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like look for people to follow, especially recently, because I feel like the same as you, Geo. My um, timeline has been getting a little stale. And not stale like I don't enjoy what's on my timeline, but stale is in like, I, it's the it's same, same people. people. Yeah. And so um, I, I'm definitely looking to branch out and like follow new people. So I've been following more like uh, like accounts. Like I've recently followed. Okay, I'm looking through my followers right now. I'm following people. I don't even know who these people are. But um, like I'm following like celebrities more, which I didn't before. Or like art accounts. Or I follow now Cursed Images. Um, <laughs> I love Cursed Images. Or I follow a uh, channel called Art Picks channel. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. Um, I follow a lot of drag queens now. Yeah, that's me. Um, I feel like I'm also more likely to follow people if I feel like they make art or music or something. I really like following people like who are... I don't know. I feel like I don't necessarily look for, for funny accounts because like, mm-hmm. I feel like all my mutuals are, are already funny. So I usually try to follow like art accounts or people that make like cool music or something. <laughs> that sound- that sounded like this guy that came up to me on 4th of July at like this this like rooftop party I was at and he was like you guys look like uh content creators like, <laughs> wait that's no, a trigger he, word for me no he said uh creatives sorry and I was like um yeah I guess like I'm I'm studying like advertising and uh design and he was like oh cool follow me on Instagram like I I only like uh, follow like creatives and I'm like okay <laughs> but now that I think about it like me too kind of yeah like now I feel like, well, besides I, my friends yeah I feel like I don't know I don't want to creatives are just also too it's like they're more likely to like be mad cool later on in life you know like I don't know I just get along with creatives better <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, things are changing for me in the aspect that like um, like six months ago I wouldn't follow anyone that wouldn't follow me back like I, that, I, I didn't follow celebrities I didn't follow like uh, account like bots I didn't follow uh, meme accounts but now that now that I'm just like okay at this point I really don't care um, I follow um, let's see the the like accounts that are like biscuit biscuits guap like they're like these, oh yeah um really off-brand memes accounts that they're so fucking funny oh i i i, I now follow bots which i didn't before i follow um, a drag race uh quote quote bot that like <laughs> every hour they'll like tweet a random quote and i follow um out of context spongebob now which is so funny okay you know which one i had an idea today and mm. um, there should be a grinder messages bot. Wouldn't that be so funny? Like, think of how many people get like weird ass messages in grinder. <laughs> and how would you just, send like, that? Out, it would just be tweeted out out of context. Like, you just input them all, or maybe like an ebook. You know how like ebooks will mash things together. I love it. Yes. Uh, YKW investment next next <laughs> project. 
Mix like I have a grinder. <laughs> I'm the only girl on there and I get attention. Mick is that girl! <laughs> you knew I was. Okay, so on to our next question. And this comes from Anonymous off of our Curious Cat, as always. And it says, My dad and I have a super strained relationship. Do any of y'all have daddy issues too? So ladies, what are our thoughts on this? Hmm. Well, I definitely do have like um, a relationship with my dad, but... Um, I totally understand why people, like, um, think that, like, dads are deadbeats or whatever. And there's, there's always people, like, being like, oh, yeah, that's your dad or whatever. But sometimes their people's fathers are just, like, not there for them. And, like, fathers ain't shit. Like, it's, it's really true how, how fucking, like, deadbeat dads can be. I was lucky. I'm lucky that I do have a dad that's there for me. But, like, um... Like, the patriarchy is fucking real, and men are trash, and they are, like, power abusive. So, um, I do not stand dads. I happen to love my dad. <clears throat> I just... I, I'm a mom stan. <laughs> I stand moms. Smeeze, how would you answer that? Um, I, I too, have, like, uh, a, actually a really good relationship with my dad, um, he actually called me today but he's very sensitive so he's uh very caring (laughs) he's he's literally a pisces no you're lying he's a very sensitive pisces so he's very like caring and sensitive my mom's like the hard ass of the two which i love about her but um yeah i don't i don't have i understand too that like there's a lot of situations and people are in a lot of situations where they don't have a good relationship with their dad, especially, um, like LGBT, um, folk and really anyone could have it, but, um, a strained relationship. But, uh, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to, to have like a good relationship, but to this person, I don't, you're not asking really for, for advice in the question. But and I don't really have advice to give, but I would just say, you know, um, like Gio said, men ain't shit. So <laughs> it's, you know, and I know it's like a bigger thing than just that. And you can't just abandon, um, especially a paternal uh, issue like that or just disregard it. But it's definitely um, and it's it's going to be definitely something you have and will have to deal with so mick what are your thoughts on it for me first of all i would just like to start off by saying that there is nothing wrong with daddy issues 90 percent of people have daddy issues whether you grew up with your father or not and that's what i hate when people are like oh you have daddy issues Uh, uh, uh. okay you probably have mommy issues like everybody has everybody issues it's so stupid that it has to be that like girls if you can't like live without a man like whatever but anyway that's a whole nother topic but um well I had a really strained relationship with my dad like uh growing up as well and even to this day he was just really you know I never had like um like consistency with him and that's been a theme throughout the rest of my life so I kind of blamed him for the inconsistencies in my life you know um, like, 
he was just kind of in and out of my life rather than just in or out, which really has caused me a lot of issues socially as well as like just with my relationships with people in general. It, I feel like it just hurts me a little extra when I lose someone because it's kind of like all stems back to that like whatever trauma of an inconsistency growing up but um you know a part of me growing and becoming an adult is trying to understand why my dad wasn't really um in or out of my life and why he was so inconsistent and you know he has his own childhood traumas that you know affected a lot of his relationships as well and you know I I basically what I want to get out of this without going into too much detail and oversharing like I always do is that um, (laughs) basically harboring resentment and hatred for your dad um, I mean I know it's like I know it's hard um, to you know stop hating someone but really hate only is hurting yourself it's when you like harbor and hold on to you know bad feelings for someone it's it's not good for you it's not it's gonna cause energy blockages and like just it's gonna cause you more problems in your life than good if you I'm not saying you have to like forgive your dad or whatever but it is much better to not necessarily forgive but just stop giving him that energy stop giving him that hatred because it's it's reflect I don't know sometimes it can reflect back onto you like just kind of you know you did what you did I did what I did you know, it is what it is type of thing and just kind of feeling neutral about it rather than exerting energy into it. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if, if you do have an issue with father figures in life, maybe you do seek out father figures. I definitely do that in my relationships. It's really, even though my ex-boyfriend wasn't that much older than me, he literally acted like my dad, but that's a whole nother <laughs> And I think it's okay for people to like older men. Just because you like someone older than you doesn't mean, like, it has to be, like, some sort of psychological issue or some deep-rooted issue. It's not, it doesn't mean that. It just means, okay, you like older dudes. And you know what? Nobody does that for dudes who, like, guys who like younger girls, okay? Like, literally, like... It's just so normal now for, like, guys to like younger girls, but God forbid someone likes an older man like it's it's a big ass deal you have daddy issues well right yeah here's a tip don't fucking t- say a girl has daddy issues like just out of pocket don't do that that's being a fucking asshole because like you're preying on, you're preying on a known psychological phenom like trauma that a lot of women have and it's not not every woman has daddy issues and you don't you can't just fucking go around saying that uh people do because that's fucked up and and yeah and what if they did what if they what if they did have a deadbeat dad that was abusive towards them and you're gonna just like you can't just sling that around so fucking casually so um yeah hi guys so today we're gonna be discussing um for our thoughts on the bullshit um, something that's a little personal, um, we will be discussing my left pussy lip rather than my right. Um, <laughs> okay, but actually, we will be discussing spirituality. Um, a lot of people have been asking about that. So, to start, 
uh, Gio, what are your, what do you identify as? Um, I don't know. It, I'm kind of like an in-between spot right now in my life uh, because I was raised Roman Catholic, uh, like very, very strict Roman Catholic, like um, mass three times a week Roman Catholic. And so, but right now I, I just haven't been to mass in so long. Um, kind of when I turned 18, I started like making my own um, decisions when it came to going to like uh with my own spirituality like i wasn't being schlepped to church anymore i started making my own decisions so um and as of right now it's just that like i there's so much things that i find opposed to like catholic teachings that like i don't have a i i think that inherently there's like a lot of wrong with um religion in by itself, not any one specific religion, but I, I, I feel like there's a lot of misogynistic and like homophobic rhetoric in, um, in these conversations. So, um, I'm kind of doing my own thing right now. Hmm. Cool. What about you, Smith? Um, I too was raised Roman Catholic. Um, I went to like private schools my entire life. I go to a private college too now, like it's Jesuit, um, which which is Roman Catholic, like an order of Roman Catholicism. But I am I am I don't like organized religion whatsoever. Um, I am spiritual, but I am not. I I am not affiliated with any. Uh, church or any religion because I think they they cause problems and they can manipulate you so that's what my thought or that's where my like stance is on my spirituality I guess but I've been experimenting with other types of things and I'm sure we'll hit on that but what's yours Mick? Yeah same here I went to Catholic school literally preschool until now I go to Catholic school as well um I was raised Catholic my mom didn't really take me to church but um I was like super really really like almost brainwashed like I literally took the bible literally until like seventh or actually that gets let me hear y'all make some noise (laughs) that was Mac that really was me church let me hear y'all make some noise (laughs) um but yeah I I really again um you know i still believe i am i kind of just believe in the universe i think um you know all the the religions um all like institutions they like you said manipulate they're kind of they make it um it's oppressive it's too oppressive it's it's guiding people to live their lives in a way that's not supposed to be lived and um you know i agree with a lot of the things in religions um and a lot of them are very similar the a lot of like abrahamic religions um are very similar and they're all very different as well i like to um dabble in almost all i think if i was to be in an organized religion i would be a buddhist but um, they're a little bit too strict for me too, to be honest. But um, yeah, I take from—I would say I take from a lot of different religions. But I really uh, believe in the universe. 
So do you guys believe in God then? I think I think God and the universe are the same thing. I think um, I believe in a higher power most definitely. I also believe in angels um, and and spirits and all those types of things. Um, I also believe in in not hell necessarily, but I kind of believe in reincarnation. But yeah, I, I do believe that there. I th- let's just say this. I think there's one divine source that, that delivers unto everyone. I don't think it's a god or a goddess or a person or anything. I think there there is a divine source with underneath like other gods, goddesses, and whatnot. What about you, Geo? Right now, I think I'm at a point where I believe in balance. Um, I think, like, <clears throat> well, as a biology major... Um, homeostasis is probably like the most important concept for an organism that they have to have like um everything has to fit into a perfect balance in order for organisms to like thrive and flourish and that's something that like i've always learned that like our circumstances on earth are like perfectly um calculated that you know if like if the ph levels of our our ocean which are like if they change which they are um you see like death occur and that's absolutely happening like global warming is uh increasing like ocean acidification and that's just like one example and in the many ways that like our world is very finely tuned and so i think that also encompasses our spirituality like um our spirituality is finely tuned into a frequency that the entire universe like operates on and um that's what i, I like it's like my most understanding of spirituality at the moment it used to be one and only god um but my ideas have shifted since then so um like i said i'm kind of in a learning phase right now of like what else what other concepts there can be for the universe um mine's kind of similar to yours both um i have my own theory about god and it's like it's the same concept of what mick said that it's like uh there is one divine source but i see it more as like a force like um gravity and gravity could even be considered a god because Without gravity, none of this could happen, you know? Yeah. Like, we wouldn't be alive without gravity. It's holding us to the ground. So maybe God is like gravity in the sense that it's holding everything together. Not necessarily this God force can make things happen, but it allows for things to happen in the first place. That's my idea of it and whether that's a frequency or balance or what or like literal gravity or some actual spiritual thing i don't know but my idea of it is that it's like a force Mm, that's different but i do believe in spirits kind of i believe in like that because i believe that like people stay alive as long as they're remembered um and i think once people forget about you like it it you're eternally gone from this physical world does that make sense 
like your spirit no longer is in this realm yeah um for that i think um that's why it's important to really i definitely believe in spirits i know for a fact that i've been contacted by spirits before like i don't care if that sounds crazy like literally i have been visited multiple times literally like this morning i was giving myself a tarot reading and i just totally felt my grandma like it was weird but yeah i have um had some crazy experiences with spirits um which is scary and they can be dangerous because there's like i think what happens when you die is that um you know i think there are different realms there are different dimensions that you can even visit you know through meditation as well as um you know, there there are definitely different dimensions and different, um, through education, you can reach different levels of consciousness. And I think that when, this is my theory on what happens when you die, and this is kind of what I was told um, by a medium who, who can contact spirits. Um, she said that, you know, when you die, um, if you have, like, unfinished business, or, or let's just say, People who die in a way, like, too soon, let's just say. Um, this is personally also what I think if you, like, commit suicide. Um, you know, people like that who who die in a way that um, they weren't ready to, they kind of linger around Earth, because um, Earth is a realm, like, of spiritual, um, until they kind of find out what they need to, and then they move on to another realms. And also, like, when you die, um, you have, like, jobs, uh, like, I was told by a medium that my grandma's job is to bring new babies into my family. Like, you still have a job. You're still kind of around Earth. You can linger um, if you choose to. Um, and, yeah, there's there's all sorts of different realms and dimensions you can travel to. I think it's just a, a freeing of the spirit. That's what I think. But, yeah, I definitely believe in spirits. Definitely believe in uh, anything with the afterlife i also really believe in reincarnation and an interesting theory that i've um heard about reincarnation recently i was talking to um someone uh i did a tarot reading for and she did a reading for me as well and there are just some people that i meet that i'm like wow we are really cut from the same cloth like we are so similar and this concept is of being a star seed, which means that you were reincarnated, you had a past life um, on another planet, which is a little outlandish, but I actually really believe this, that like, um, you you had a past life on a different planet and you, um, these people who are star seeds, they can reincarnate multiple times on earth um, to serve a purpose. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you wanna know um, where I feel the most spiritual? Where? In Chili's. <laughs> because oh, I, always, oh. I always think of fans saying, I could feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> Do you guys, when I, I was having like a drunken conversation with my old roommate one time about like God and spirituality and stuff like that. And they had said that they're atheists whatever but i had brought up the point when i was explaining my theory which i just explained to you that i don't think humans are that important to the grand scheme of things do you guys think humans are that important absolutely not i totally disagree 
I think when you you reincarnate, you have you have a specific purpose on on Earth when you reincarnate, and I think to be reincarnated as a human rather than as a bug or rather than um, you know you have you have there are cycles through karma, and I mean this isn't I haven't researched reincarnation that much, so this is kind of this is just what I think. I don't know, but I think like a human is up there for one of the highest levels you can really reach um, karmically. That's just my opinion. Um, and, but yeah, I think to be a human and to be so powerful and to be conscious and have, you know, live live your life here um, because the spirit, a lot of people believe like the spirit can choose to where to live. And like if your spirit chose to live on earth, I, I think we're all important. We all have, um, 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 I don't know, a different a different achievement in life than let's just say a dog or let's say mm. something else. It, it it is kind of contradictory with the whole star seed thing. But I mean, star seeds choose to reincarnate as human beings on Earth for a reason. I I think humans are extremely important. But this overall, like, you're just a soul. It's not like that, you know, when you die, you're automatically a human being. I think, like, when you die, you're not what you die as. You're you're your soul. Right. Yeah, I, um, the reason why I brought it up to them when I was talking to them was because, obviously, in my theory, God's a force. And what I was explaining to them was that I, a lot of people humanize God like their god they'll be like they'll image him as like a a white guy with a long beard and call him him and like i just did but it's but i don't believe it like that and that's why i think humans think of themselves too highly um that they would compare themselves to the most powerful power i think humans are important i just don't think they're as important um, to the grand scheme of things like if there is a force there's like a deity or there's a power in the universe do you think that I don't know I don't know what I'm saying I, I guess there's like for me it's just like weird to think that humans are that powerful when there's so much more than just space there's so much power in the universe that can physically and in other ways destroy us or overwhelm us i think um well as a catholic i was always taught we're made in the image and likeliness of um of god but you know now in a way um the i think we all we we all are divinity we all have divinity in us um one great amazing example of that is manifestation you you it's literally like once you i don't know you have to change it changes the whole way you look at things like when you're able to manifest things it's kind of like holy shit i am a god in a way not to be disrespectful to anyone but you realize that you have divine power as well you you have divinity within you and it's not in a I am God way. It is a, you know, that the divinity is passed, like, through your soul. I And again, I kind of, this is really weird. And I know it's outlandish and it's going to sound weird to people, but I don't even identify as, like, a human, to be honest. Like, I, I don't. I don't 
think I'm a human. I think of I think of myself as a soul. I think of myself as some something that has has gone through many lifetimes before as many different forms. I know that like for a fact. Um, no, and... I can get behind that idea. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. that Agreed. human humankind is less important than we think. But this maybe uh, this does sound weird. This sounds weird now that I'm saying it out loud. But like your soul is much more important than the human body you're in. Right? Yes, that's what I, that's what I think. Um, because again, I think my soul is like starseed from the. I don't even know how to pronounce well, you it. You think you're the best fucking person in the world? <laughs> no, well, I am, bitch. Like, <laughs> only starseed children have um, dangly left pussy lips. Yeah. <laughs> the mark. Listen, you mad because you don't know what starseed galaxy you're from? I'm Palladian, bitch. I don't need you. I knew my numerology but. path though. In my opinion, I don't I don't put so much thought into into the order or the structure of the universe. I think that in the history of the planet, humankind is has such a short but destructive history um, on planet Earth that in the timeline of things we're very we're very new to everything. So um, <clears throat> I think that there is um, a lot of just um, biological interaction that makes up. And we don't talk about how important socializing is. Like we socialize our humans are so socialized to grow up and believe and think certain things. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Like the psychology of human, uh, the human mind is like one of the strongest driving forces to things like, and I think this, it, it would be parallel to manifestation. When you put your mind to something and you say you will get that promotion versus I want that promotion and you work for it, you'll get it because you've, you, um, apart from manifestation you also um determined it yourself and you put in the work for it yourself i think manifestation um it stems from that mind frame that it will you will achieve it because you said you will achieve it it you it won't be achieved to you because you said it and then you sat around and didn't work for it it's it's the mentality of um of things and i think that humans are very 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 powerful in that aspect that um we it sounds cliche but anything we put our minds to we could achieve that much is true but as for as far as like spirit spirituality goes um i think of more like worldly you know worldly documentation of like um psychology and and sociology and biology these are th that those are my spirituality that's what that's where i explain things and that's just me personally and like i mean we we could just be on the flip side of the same coin probably have the same right idea but and they're different you know they're different concepts in theory yeah also smeeze going back to what you said about um humans comparing themselves to god like you know I really think that's a construct and a result of um, of institutionalized religions 
not yeah. being able to describe God properly, and they also want to teach it to their children, so they kind of have to teach it as this, you know, how, how can you imagine God, you know, other than imagining it as yourself? And different cultures imagine God really differently. You know, everyone has their own image of God because of, you know, all sorts of outside factors. But have you guys ever had, like, encountered a spirit? Um, or had something like give you the heebie-jeebies, like you know, like something weird happened, or I definitely had spiritual moments, but I don't think I'm I'm as in tune as maybe you are with that, that mm. I would recognize it. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. That shit started happening to me before I even got into spiritual things, like even just in childhood and even now. Um, these these types of things how about dreams like how about do you guys get oh or anything? oh i have i have something about dreams though i think dreams are like um a way maybe sometimes for our either subconscious or the the force or frequency of the world to tell us something um mm-hmm. that we're that our wake awake mind can't um see because we're too aware of everything in the yes. moment and when we're yeah. resting it's so um dormant that it's that those frequencies or whatever are able to tell us things mm-hmm. so yeah. i always i always look for things in my dreams when i remember them especially mm-hmm. I, I don't i used to write them down but i don't like um do that anymore but you know i think i, I can't think of like an example but i definitely have had those moments um <laughs> When I was a kid, I would like I would have dreams where I'd get in a fight with my best friend, <laughs> and then I'd wake up and it'd be like, you know what, I was right about you the entire time. And then I'd get real life mad at my friends for um, actions that they did to me in my dreams. Okay, someone today, um, this has happened to me. I want to know if it's happened to you. Kind of off topic, but it's on dreams. When someone dies in your dream that you love, someone told me this morning, texted me. I don't know if they want me to share their name because it's a dream. So maybe it's kind of personal. But I died in their dream and they texted me. And I was like, oh, my God, that's kind of weird. Not like weird that they said me, but weird that I died in someone's dream. You know, Uh, and they woke up crying or had a tear in their eye when um, woke up. So I guess you could say I'm special and loved and cared for. (laughs) But um, but that's happened to me with like people before, and my dog. I remember specifically with my dog because my dog died in my dream, and I woke up literally crying, like he, my face was completely like wet, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But um, so Mick or Geo, um, do you have like those moments or any significant things that? Because I don't think death in dreams necessarily translates to any premonition of the future but it maybe says something about um relationships or meaningfulness it's like a test of your relationships i don't know what are your thoughts on dreams though for me i think well okay yeah so if somebody was to die in my dream i always love before I was ever even gotten to spiritual matters, um, I was always into interpreting my dreams. Ever since like I was like 10, I would always look up what my dreams meant because I've 
always had very symbolic dreams. I also always get deja vu, always. Um, if I have a dream about something and I can't remember it, I know I'm going to have deja vu because I always remember my dreams. And if I wake up and I, I can't remember, I know I'm going to have deja vu. And as I've gotten older, the time periods have gotten much closer. So like I'll have a dream about something, won't remember it when I wake up two days later, it'll happen exactly the exact everything, everything to the T and I'll remember everything from the dream and I'll be like, wow. But yeah, um, I have had really crazy experiences through dreams and I think really interpreting your dreams is important, especially if you're not a spiritually aware person already because um, the universe is always trying to reach out to you. It's always trying to give you a sign, a signal. Um, I have, no, I don't usually dream about people dying, but one time I remember I was in sixth grade and um, I had a dream that I was sitting in my classroom and that a raven flew in and landed on my desk. And um, I looked up what raven, ravens and or crows or whatever it is means um, symbolically and it means death. Uh, and literally the day after I had the dream, like I looked that up in the morning, the night, that, d that night my cousin was shot and died. So that, after that, fuck? I was like, yeah, after that, I was like, wow, that's, it's not a joke. Like, it's not even, I, I really believe in the power of dreams. Um, it could be your subconscious trying to talk to you. I've also 1000%, um, you know, my grandmother comes to me in my dreams sometimes when I'm sleeping and, and sometimes I'll dream about her and I'll be like, you know, I just had a dream about my grandma. It's whatever, you know, it hurts when you wake up. But sometimes I'll dream about her and I know it's her. I wake up, I'm like, oh, she was here. Like, I, I feel her. I feel her. It's this unex inexplicable. Um, it's really a feeling. Um, yeah, it's like the same. When, when she passed away, I remember, um, like... We were, we were driving home from the hospital where when she passed away and I was in the car and we pulled up in my driveway and I literally was crying so hard. I couldn't get out of the car and my mom's like, what, what's wrong? I was like, she's like, I don't know. She was here and I feel her and it was like this, this it's like you're getting a hug. It's like an encompassing feeling where um, it just feels like a hug and it's a warm feeling and it's like, I get that when I am sleeping sometimes. I get it when I meditate and I just know she's there or whatever. But yeah, dreams are really important. You can get visitations in your dreams. Have you guys ever had sleep paralysis before? That's my biggest fear. And thank God, no. Um, no. Really? You've never had it so. before? Really? No. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's actually the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, seriously, um... I know, like, I've been to a medium before, and she's told me that I definitely, I don't do it on purpose. Like, I just, I, when I sleep is, like, one of the most important times for me spiritually because I receive a lot of my information from my dreams, and I also astral project a lot. And with astral projection comes, it, it, it like, sleep paralysis is kind of a form of that where, it's kind of like you can just you're not in your body and I've seen myself like asleep before and it's it's terrifying it's you can't 
I mean, once you've had it a couple of times, you kind of figure out how to wake up from it. But um, yeah, you can encounter some crazy shit when your spirit is not in your body. It's not a good thing. Um, I also really, if anyone's like trying to do spiritual stuff, I really don't recommend astral projection. It, it's like actually dangerous and like lucid dreaming and stuff like that. It's it's really, I mean, I guess lucid dreaming, not so much, but when your soul leaves your body, you're vulnerable. Now, now welcome our guest, Eli, but I don't know what to say, guys. I thought Mick was doing it. Oh, no, I thought oh. I was Oh, oh, you're doing the Flavio? Oh, okay, yeah, go. <laughs> my bad. She tried to steal my joke. She thought this was Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Okay. Hey, guys, this is my boyfriend, Eli. Happy birthday, <laughs> Eli. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Okay. <laughs> no, that's your line. <laughs> that's your line. <laughs> <laughs> We have one of the internet's uh, <laughs> oldest trolls with us, Miss Eli, baby. Say hi. Hi. How's it going? Um, good. <laughs> um, so I have a question. Yes. yes. Eli, were you the one that are you like? Do I see? Am I remembering this wrong, or were you the one that made your senior quote bark, bark, bark? No, that. Was <laughs> That was definitely me. Oh my, so now you but, understand what we're dealing with. <laughs> but that's like an ancient relic of a Twitter meme. You, you have a lot of golden ones. <laughs> um, probably the worst one <laughs> that I hate the most is, I love music. It's like music to my ears. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's I, pretty bad. When I was like making the, um, tweet to like introduce you as the guest i was trying to think about what to say and all i could think about was well two things was the um if a witch eats the president the <laughs> the witch should then become president or whatever yeah yeah my old and, the, and yeah and then um how you, you spelled pigeons one time <laughs> and that like what blew was I up. About? oh yeah wait why did i spell pigeons wrong what was I, I forget, but I think it was just you just added like a D or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I still always make that mistake when I'm spelling pigeons. I, <laughs> I, I did too. I thought that's how you spelled it at the time. Yeah, thank you. And I was really confused. information to me. <laughs> well, um, I will say that my current political views are still very much if the witch eats the president, that witch <laughs> should become the president. Now more than ever, especially. Yeah. <laughs> To eat the president. <laughs> Can you imagine me as president? I'd be like, it's now illegal to wear tribal print leggings. <laughs> Everyone, are, and then when I greet people from <laughs> other countries, when I'm the ambassador, I'm going to be like, greetings, Earthlink. <laughs> okay. We have, a, um, can we have the system where it's like, I'll be queen of the gays, but you can be like president of the gays? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think so. I, Why? I think you'd be really good at that. Immunity. You should be, you like, like, lost, so I want to be queen. You could be president. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anonymous writes in, would you be friends with Miss Geo Baby if he were white? Answer truthfully, please. Um, yes. 
Who asked that? Anonymous? <laughs> yeah, yeah, from our curious cat. Someone <laughs> like wanted to know. <laughs> People Maybe always... wouldn't be friends with me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fuck that anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our only um curious cat question for you. So thank you for being on our show. <laughs> Literally, no one cares about me. I knew that would happen. I knew I would get zero. No, that's so not true. But also, I like. What is there to know? <laughs> and then the Gio, I found one that you were talking about. It said feature shoal. Uh, yes. Four hours ago. Yes, someone wanted us to have shoal on the show. Well, okay, <laughs> fake Stan. <laughs> the people that like message you don't even listen. That's so funny. No, really, they really don't. <laughs> and people will, will really like um, ask a curious cat question and then they will not check back for the response. They'll just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna just leave this here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've helped no one. <laughs> it's kind of a one-stop one shop. Just come yeah. here and get, lay your shit on us and then like dip. <laughs> I want to hear back from a few of the people that asked you questions. Yeah, I I want to like hear back from the shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I want like I want an update on um poop guy or they might have just changed their name and like fled the country. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we want to know, Miss Eli baby, what do you <laughs> what's your method of smoking? What's your favorite? I smoke bong, but I also roll a lot of like spliffs, like tobacco and um weed i don't know if you guys call it that but that's what they say here in vancouver <laughs> no i, I definitely know what this flip is okay i just feel like weed uh slang kind of changes regionally like a lot yeah i definitely would mm. never buy weed off someone if they called it pot <laughs> um because i'm not a I dirty old man <laughs> make um, you call it pot yeah well, she, likes, she likes Nirvana, so yeah. Well, make is, make is a dirty old man in her tiny little potty. <laughs> I definitely don't know. Like, um, I I really don't know strands uh, the way a pothead should. You mean strains? Yeah, exa- okay, that speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. <laughs> Um, Dude, whatever. I smoke strains of crack. <laughs> um, I just added myself as a crackhead. <laughs> One time I did blueberry headband. Oh. Blueberry headband? No. See, weed always has the craziest names to me. <laughs> um. Wait, so you guys have like dealers that come to your house or whatever? Okay, Personally, wait. I go pick up my weed because um, I'm a huge commuter. I drive everywhere, so um, I pick up my weed. But I have had to deliver it to me before. No, I mean, like, cause in Canada, we can buy weed in like a store. I like haven't had to buy weed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's just like so funny because like when I was a teenager, I would buy weed off some like other high schooler. <laughs> I like don't. I haven't had to do that in so long. No, yeah, it's I support my local weed dealer. <laughs> they are trying to they are trying to gentrify weed and they won't have it. <laughs> I have no choice because it's so hard here. You have to have you literally have to be like like three things you could possibly have and they're all literally like you're dying and then there's like Crohn's disease. You talked about Connecticut, right? 
yeah yeah it's really really strict here but some of the neighboring um places yeah what about the city when you're in the city i imagine it's a lot easier and not really though because it's it's actually like super illegal in new york and i i get really paranoid like in the city really it's like as strict as it is in connecticut wow i didn't know that yeah like you can i don't know i mean i'm not from there so i don't know the laws but like i'm pretty sure you can still get in trouble for it but... yeah i mean that's weird i one time um <laughs> i was younger and more stupid um and i was like out at this park um just like smoking a blunt with a friend um and it was just like you know uh haven't seen her in a while we're just gonna go chat a little bit I, and it was, it was dumb because it was like after it was after sunset so um you know it's obviously past the hours for this park and so a police officer um walks up to us and um i we have a i we're we're in the middle of smoking a blunt and we still have like a little maybe like a 10 sack left and um the police officer like just looked at us for a little bit took my weed um let us keep the blunt or whatever then he gave us back the weed and he was just like uh take a walk or whatever um and like then just get out of here and so he, it was very lax it was very chill um and i don't know i've always in california it's always been more like a, of a casual thing he told you to mm. take a walk <laughs> <laughs> he did um he did around the park and we absolutely did and when we finished the blunt that we had he he didn't put it out or anything and we finished the blunt and um <laughs> uh, my friend she's so cute because she was so down she was like do you want me to put your weed in my pussy i was like no it's like not that big of a deal <laughs> like, she offered like a down ass bitch and oh God, um you need to like keep her around i know she's still like my loyal ass like friend that I've had for years she's like oh my god best friend <laughs> well okay when I was in the ninth grade I got arrested for smoking weed because I guess it was no. pretty dumb of me I guess but I was about to go glow bowling with like three of my friends and we were like so excited and we decided to smoke some weed in this park and then it turns out the park was like across the street from a police station and we didn't know and <laughs> And, like, a bunch of cops on bikes pulled up, and I think they were, like, training the younger cops or something. So there was, like, a bunch of cops, and it was Oh, my so God, scary. that's terrifying. And then, like, they called my parents, and they picked me up, and they were so mad at me. I'm but not kidding. I would yeah. literally shit myself if that happened to me. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Just and, like, it was, myself. like, I didn't even smoke weed that often at the time. It sucked. <laughs> Jeez, just one cop is enough to make me really shit my pants and like be surrounded by yeah. cops. Fuck that. Miss Feezy Baby, have you like had any altercations with the with law enforcement when it comes to weed? Nah. It's like nah. Like, um Yeah, none. I've like had friends that have had altercations and they like were it wasn't like a nice story like yours, Geo. Um, oh geez but no not me I always um, I started like smoking freshman year of college and we would always go to like a park at night um, that was like a, like a jungle gym basically and just and that was like we, 
in retrospect, it was like the worst place to do it. But no, we never had like bump ins with the cops. And we usually did it by the water, so it was already noisy. Um I didn't start smoking till um the year I my senior year. So yeah, like seventeen or something. And it's like it's, Eli, when did you start smoking? When was the first time you smoked? I was like 12. <laughs> you crazy bitch. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a very easy to get your hands on. But also, what was your like, first experience? It was Halloween and I like, I was friends with a bunch of straight guys, but they like decided that they didn't like fuck with me anymore. So I was like my first Halloween is like um, this like gay little boy. <laughs> and like, Aww. I was just chilling with this like girl who like I met that night, but we ended up being com- becoming like best friends for like, uh, like eight years. Like she's still like my best friend. And it was Aww. really chill actually. It was like the best, it like kind of like changed my life. <laughs> you know i don't know if you guys seen that one meme where it's like a don't smoke weed one hit will make you gay that's literally true every gay person i know smokes weed i i'm convinced that weed makes you gay <laughs> <laughs> i would believe that that's actually a really endearing story though that you you dump the group of straight guys for some nice girl on halloween that sounds like every gay boy's past experience yeah we've all been there (laughs) and it's so funny that it was on halloween because that's like gays and girls their powers like manifest and they go all out out. and we were like blowing shit up with firecrackers oh god it was very chill (laughs) and then yeah i feel like i'm gonna try and like quit smoking weed soon because that's like i'm pretty unmotivated like, I do a bunch of shit, but, like, I'm pretty much high for most of it. So, like, I go to work, like, every day of the week, basically. But uh, We are such a good influence on this podcast. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So. Uh, but, like, to have fun. So. Like have fun, yeah. <laughs> do, do you think people are going to actually want to listen to a bunch of high people talk? <laughs> uh, you should put like a thing at the beginning like get high before you listen to the podcast then you'll uh, i feel like we don't make sense no i know no, you guys definitely make sense I liked eli's story i, I was sitting here imagining yeah little like, gay eli like done, meeting yeah did you guys know what i looked like because like mick has followed me or we followed each other for like probably like six years but like I'm, that's so crazy it's so crazy but That's it's insane. also, like, you guys missed the era where I would, like, post gifts of myself, like, winking and, like, <laughs> and shit like that. No, I feel like I definitely have seen that era. Yeah, that era <laughs> is, like, my, oh, damn, I don't want those gifts ever. <laughs> They're I'm out about there. to go into Tumblr archive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. Has that always been your handle? Mm, no. Let's go through your internet chronology. Okay, so I actually got Tumblr, like, I guess it was, like, 2010, because I had a crush on this, like, emo girl. And she was like, I have Tumblr. And I was like, I'll get one, too. And then as soon as I got on Tumblr, I realized I was gay. So she, like, totally, I guess, yeah, 
facilitated that. She activated the gate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Was it Catholic nun? Did she make you gay? No. Shut no. the hell up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Makes sense. I don't know, know what did they do to her. I know I need to know what they did to her. <laughs> what they tell us what they did to her. They will not release the information. <laughs> Mine was ahead of its time. Oh, it really was. But anyway, I just like became like such a little like twink. I like was posting selfies. I would like post them like three times a week probably. And like was just like doing like repost. I was like an anime blogger and I, I don't know. Uh, that's about it. And then Girl. I got Twitter because of like Keegan. Keegan was like my first Twitter friend. And then, um, yeah. Are you much on Tumblr anymore? Am I on Tumblr? I do yeah. go on there because I do find like there's like a lot of pretty images on there. I like have like a I look at through my own blog probably more than I look through like, <laughs> other people's like on the dashboard or whatever. But I do like the pics. Release your 2011 URL. <laughs> uh, teen faggot. Ooh. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Let me hear y'all make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was teen faggot, and then I was metapod. I still am metapod, actually. Yes. Which like was chill. A Pokemon also, URL, huh? Yeah, I was like that. But the, also, <laughs> I need to shout out Blythe for like making me Twitter famous, <laughs> or like getting me all my followers, literally all of them. <laughs> Blythe like put me on blast. Blythe's comedy is so funny because it's so fleeting. It's there one second and then it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like, quite literally, like, she just deletes her tweets like a minute after she (laughs) posts them. But they're so funny. I know. (laughs) I think that right now she has like two tweets. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. It's so funny. Oh my God. Have any of you met her? Oh yeah, I've um she's from like the Modesto area. And so um I go out to Modesto a lot. And it's so funny because um like I don't think people realize that um Modesto is kind of like the armpits of California. It's very it's very rural like it's not super rural where it's like farm town, but it's just um kind of kind of small. And um it's funny that i think like people have this perspective that it's like oh it's like socal it looks like la there's a beach probably and it's like not at all it's not at all like that it's kind of like a a little bit hick or whatever but (laughs) the funniest thing about modesto is that um there's so much personality like packed into this one little town (laughs) and it's the most random town in california like i really cannot stress that enough it's not like this big place where everyone's been to or everyone knows of it's kind of like this little place that just happened to have so has so much internet presence and (laughs) um and so i'm not i'm not even from there i'm an hour away from from modesto but once i found out that i had like a lot of mutuals from there um i was i was so interested in meeting a lot of them and so um when when i went out there we we did this it was almost kind of like a twitter meetup but not really it was more like friends you know coming together than it was a twitter meetup um and so i've got to to meet her a few times and amongst other mutuals from modesto eli did you have any vines 
Um, no. Because, hmm. like, I don't know. I, like, didn't want to, like, talk on camera. I, like, what yeah. I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing that stopped me. <laughs> what about Snapchat? Does that make you feel different? I don't have Snapchat. <gasps> <You all can. laughs> Collective gay gas. <laughs> Why not? Because um, he uses Instagram stories. Yeah, I use Instagram stories. And, like, I don't have what time. Like, Snapchat just, like, I feel like it isn't fun for some reason. I kind of feel, I always feel pressured to make Snapchats when I'm having fun, but those are... I don't know. I I do like it, but I did have it for a long time. Like I got it when it first came out, and I deleted it like last year. I can't carry mm. on a, a Snapchat conversation because um, it involves too much, like taking photos and videos and whatnot. And it's like, okay, bitch, I got one angle. What you want? I'll send. I'll resend the fucking <laughs> same selfie over and over and over and over again until I just get fucking bored of it. So not my, not my preference. Not my media. Remember Snapchat before filters? Like that shit. Was <laughs> Everyone was wild, ugly. Like. <laughs> Remember when Snapchat tried to charge for their filters? <laughs> oh my god. Eli paid for it. Those crazy bitches. Fuck, I look like. (laughs) Remember when they used to charge for replays? Did they? I don't know. See, I'm I'm not huge on it, but I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they did it for like, um, like right at the beginning. Like you could pay like 99 cents or something to replay it. Um, Oh, yeah, for a very short period, right? Right. That's so funny. I don't remember how long. Yeah, locals love Uh, it videos go because i always think of snapchat as like go on it, it goes away no but how if it goes away how can you replay it because well, because um how think how like systems work is that um when you delete something it's like it's not deleted it's just like marked as can be overwritten so it's still there until something like uh fills its spot but how so you really don't believe that snapchat has an arc aren't there like articles about it like no no no, that's true there was an article that they um you can like pay to retrieve something um, that's what I saw. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it's something different. But... I, I saw like people, you know, making a big deal out of the fact that um, Snapchat archived everything that like was messaged between people, and it's stupid because like literally every social media that you use will archive everything. Twitter has everything that you put archived. Facebook has all your information archived. But the difference with Snapchat is I think people felt like it was more like it was like they were using a proxy or something like they're using something more secure where they could like message one one another, have it deleted and then it's like off the Internet. But that's not how fucking capitalism works. (laughs) Snapchat Snapchat is a little deceiving because not everyone knows that it's like I I really do think. Remember when B.O.B. Said that the government is making an archive of our faces. <laughs> I believe it. It's true. <laughs> I believe. Remember, Mick, we were gonna make this our first topic of yeah, the first let's episode. Make, let's, let's dive in. How do you guys feel about um, your privacy on the internet? Let's start with our Miss Guest baby. <clears throat> um, my privacy on the internet. I like don't really give a fuck. You know, like 
who wants to see like my fucking dumbass selfies anyways i like don't even have anything i would like like i mean like okay the government has an archive of our face like what is what are they gonna do with it what does it mean (laughs) (laughs) post post your uh they're gonna photoshop your face onto a naked body (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that's fucked um yeah i guess then i don't like it <laughs> I bet you I bet you the FBI um I bet you the FBI listens to our podcast. <laughs> they probably they do, do ever since I got the FBI called on me like 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to get arrested for smoking weed in this podcast. <laughs> no, not if we have a hunt yet on the FBI on the force inside man. <laughs> call the FBI, I'll fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't really give a fuck about what I post on the internet because yeah. I mean it's all going it's basically all just going into one giant like shit fest like a giant pile of stupid ass tweets that don't mean anything. And oh my god! Do, but yeah. I still like be like I okay. There's all this all I like like nudes all over the internet. Like I remember if you guys remember on Tumblr, I posted that picture of my boyfriend with cum all over his face, and it like went um, viral. And then, like, a bunch of people sent it to me. But anyways, um, yikes! I had this friend. He's, like, this crazy guy. And, like, I hope he hears this fucking podcast because he's a fucking psycho. And he, like, hates Caitlyn Jenner because she's trans and all this, like, dumb shit. But anyways, I was friends with him for, like, a hot second because he, like, worked for MTV. And I was like, oh, he could be cool. And then he, um, basically, I, like, stopped fucking with him because he, like, said all this racist shit to me over text. And then I, like, posted the text on to Twitter but I like cropped out his name. So it was just the like empty bubble. And then it was, he was like, got so mad at me for posting his uh, text. And he was like, I'm suing you for defamation of character. <laughs> oh Literally going off on me. And he started, he called the police on me. And oh like, my God. Yeah. Cause I posted his fucking text messages. And then he like sent the, he tried to get me fired from my job. I worked the at- full <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I worked at fucking Brandy Melville at the time and he like uh, emailed my manager and was like, you need to fire this person. These are all the tweets he's made about your about Brandy Melville. And, like, <gasps> no fucking way. Uh, I thought he would yeah. just uh, attach this, your tweet about him, but he's <laughs> he pulled up all the receipts where you're like, fuck work. I'm still go though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they were like, we don't really care that you said those things. And then like, nothing. <laughs> Melville hates itself anyway. <laughs> and like it was all, but he also emailed my mom and like, or he oh messaged her on Facebook, God. and he sent her the like come shop photo and like all these <gasps> nudes I'd posted and like all this shit I'd said about her on my Tumblr and like oh on my Twitter my shit. God. I know. Oh my then, God. But, <laughs> you, you've been a messy bitch since the beginning of time, Eli. I could tell. I have been. But this was pretty fucked. He also emailed my sister and she did see it and she was just like, you're fucked, but like whatever. <laughs> See, that's actually one of my biggest fears to like have someone go in on my entire fucking internet history. Could I ask what what like what was the reason um for him to do all that? 
He's like psycho. Like he's actually fucked. And he is like, he's like an ex-boyfriend or something. No, I just didn't want to be his friend anymore because he was being like really like race. I don't remember what he was saying. It was like probably in like 2014 that this happened. But he was just being really sus. So I like tried to like just like I get it. Yeah, and then he really came for me. <laughs> wow, crap. that is but- so fucked. Even though he came for me like that, like, nothing actually happened to me. I was like, fine. Yeah, so he wasted all that energy. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's actually probably really good advice for people that are going to go through, like, uh, an internet crisis shit where it's, like, you think it's the end of the world because, like, you know, the internet has found a way to, like, email your fucking work or whatever. But everything passes, right, Eli? Well, I have been fired from other jobs for tweeting. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> do tell, do tell. Okay, I worked as, like, this office assistant, um, and, like, they had me handling their Twitter, so my boss, like, really looked at my Twitter. Okay, my bo- also, the boss was, like, my aunt, and she, <laughs> so she really looked at my Twitter, like, trying to see if I would, like, be good for it, and she was, like, okay, also, fuck her, first of all, before I said sorry, but then she was, like, <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, I think that your tweets are, like, too offensive. Like, you can't be saying all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, you should be more like Perez Hilton. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. God. She was, like, because at least when he says, make fun of people, it's, like, funny. And I was, like, <gasps> bitch. And she's my own fucking aunt. And she fires me, like, the next day because, <laughs> like, you're fucked. <laughs> I think she, like, probably read that I called her, like, <laughs> like, fat bitch or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like... She has no idea how's it, how the internet is, like, internet culture is, because the internet fucking hates Perez Hilton, and you're a lot funnier than Perez Hilton, so she had no clue what she was talking about. Exactly. So I don't talk to her anymore. What was your aesthetic back then? Um, I don't know. I would make my own t-shirts because I would, like, steal designs off Tumblr. So I, like, had, like, a Chanel dripping sweater <laughs> <laughs> and, like, all this other dumb shit. I loved Lana Del Rey. I like fucking stand. I still do love Lana Del Rey. You still stand her? I do. I'm not gonna, even gonna lie to you guys right now. I still stand her. Um, okay. okay, wait. There's a topic on um, uh, Lana Del Rey you can talk about. Gio said people are dumb or idiots if they like ultraviolence. Are you I did not use That's one of her best said, albums. Yeah. Um, Listen to Ultraviolence. I said, that's sad, huh? That is a bad album. I am not afraid. I'm not. You will not shame me. Oh, Ultraviolence. Oh, um, yeah, Ultraviolence is a bad album. I think so. I absolutely I like, think I like so. Ultraviolence. Brooklyn Baby goes off. Yep. Go Dude, off. you have a car, right? Yes. Okay, never mind. I feel like it's such a driving album. Ultraviolet? Ultraviolence, yeah. I can't I can't name um, more than three songs from that album. Okay, um, Brooklyn West Baby, Coast, Sad Girl. Brooklyn fucking, Baby, West I, Coast. Black when, Beauty, like, come on. That song's so good. Pretty Guns yeah, no, and Roses. Wait, but have no. you ever cried to Pretty When I Cry? Because... Yes, and I looked pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I really do cry to that song a lot. <laughs> Okay, let, allow me a one-week grace period to listen to Ultraviolence over this week, and then I will give you my opinion on it um, next week for episode eight. I, I remember, I like remember, like when it came out. It was summer. 
Yeah. And everything, it was like the perfect time for that album. Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> but it's so slow. How is that? A pr- because a it's, dr- it's a driving album. You can tell. It's such a good, it's so good. In yeah, the driving at what? 15 miles per hour? Girl, no man. Yeah, no, but you're going, <laughs> you're going, you're going 60, but it's a slow motion montage. So yeah. Ooh, that is tea. I do love Lana. I really love Lana. Um, I listen to like all of her other albums. Um, I just don't have a single even, song. Saved even the uh, even the art one. Not, no, I don't have. I'm not that crazy uh, Lana fan that has the unreleased. Um, no, 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 no. What was the last one? Honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah, I do have oh, a bit, a bit of honeymoon. Oh, that was my least favorite Lana album. That I don't even. I didn't even listen to it. It was so. I mean, I did, but yeah, it was so boring. See, uh, but that's the, what the constant split that I'm seeing. If you liked Honeymoon, you uh, didn't. You hated Ultraviolence. But if you liked Ultraviolence, you didn't even listen to Honeymoon. And it's all. I don't know why I keep seeing that. Like the only I good think- song on um, Honeymoon was Terrence Loves You. Terrence oh, yeah, is good. High by the beach. Come on. Music to watch boys to is really good. Um Salvatore. Twenty-four. Yeah. <laughs> um I remember before Honeymoon Honeymoon came out. Um it it's been some time since you like released an album, so a lot of people were like were there was a lot of hype behind it, I think, before it was my Honeymoon. freshman year. Um, and, and so, and someone said, someone said, uh, Lana is going to like hum over some castanets and a guitar in the background and y'all going to gag over it. And that's absolutely what Honeymoon is. Like she's singing melodically over like a guitar or castanets and I still get my life from it. Okay. Quiz. What is everyone's favorite song off of Blonde? Siegfried. Mm. Um, I, it's hard to say. I mean, probably I have two. White Ferrari. No, you can't have two. White Ferrari. Damn. Ooh. Um, White, I think White Ferrari was my second. Probably Nikes. Nikes is so Basic. good. Basic. What? What's your favorite? Mm-hmm. I, I my honorable mention was Futura Free though. Oh. Yeah, an underrated classic. Geo, that was what I was gonna say Futura Free. I always have two fucking suggestions. <laughs> you always have to outdo us all. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys listen to Endless? Mick, I know you don't listen to it. What's wrong with you? What is? What, Endless. What's Endless? Other, he released two albums at once. Do you not know anything about Frank Ocean? I'm sorry, wait, what? Okay, when he released Blonde, he released Frankie? another album called Endless. Wait, I might have listened to it, but then wait, was that one everyone was like, "This it's isn't the," huh? Okay, I'll send you because I still download my music like torrent it. Like I don't have any streaming sites. Oh my god, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're embarrassing. Are you, are you a barbarian? You guys literally hate. <laughs> I know it's literally just because I'm like I I'm so broke and I like don't have a credit card and I'm like Whatever, wait, I did that. listen to Endless. I did. Endless is so good. I listen to Endless more than I listen to Blonde really yeah it's see so endless cool. for me it's it's like i don't know because it's not like like on apple music it's just a music video so and it's like really long so i don't know it's so good guys it's like really short i think it's like 30 minutes yeah it was just at, at, with the combination of the visuals it's overwhelming yeah for sure and like who's gonna stand there and watch him just walk around for a long time as hot as he may be 
and that he is sexy um well unfortunately i think that is um just about as much time as we should run up to uh so i think we we do have to call it a night (laughs) Um, i thought we already stopped recording (laughs) i know i know i know we just kept going on and on and on that's just because we love you and we want to have you on longer but unfortunately editing doesn't allow for that so um is smeezy here smeeze he's me muted himself oh i was talking the whole time How you long fool. Were you <laughs> I don't know, probably a long time. I wasn't muted that long. I remember muting myself. Um, okay. So now it's time for our segment, Snatched Our Wig. And this is where we talk about basically our favorite things from the week that we've seen and all that shit. So Gio, what do you what snatched your wig this week? Okay, um so what snatched my wig was i haven't done a k-pop plug yet so i oh hell no (laughs) stop um i haven't even said anything um it's called i'll be there by this group called luna who's taking like a new approach on how like they're they're releasing one song a month with a debut with uh, a new member each month and this happens to be uh my favorite and my wig letter my wig literally said young poof <laughs> so um that snatched my wig this week wait luna is a group yes oh um luna's in the name of a member in, in fx but it's also spelled differently l-o-o-n-a um it's a new group well they're forming they're debuting oh okay but I'm pretty sure, just so you know, Marina the Diamonds did one song a month first. So, <laughs> um, what snatched my wig this week is a game on the App Store. Uh, it's very popular, but I just like recently downloaded it. So, here I am. It's called um, Mini Metro. And it's basically a game where you just like you basically build a metro system but it's like very minimalist and all you have to do is like um connect the um like points but it gets like more difficult as you go on so it's like really entertaining if you're just like chilling (laughs) so that's what snatched my wig Smeezy's trying to act like he uses the app store to download anything else besides grinder and scrub okay sis (laughs) Oh, someone just whipped at me. One second. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, what did you, what snatched your wig this week? Um, yeah, my wig was snatched by the story of OJ music video. It's um off of Jay Z's new album, and it's on Vivo, like the music video for it, and it's so like really just so powerful. I was really like blown away, honestly. Um. I don't know. It just really captured how it feels to be black in America and a lot of the things that we've gone through that I feel like people kind of don't even know about because they don't really educate themselves on black history enough. So it was just really good. Yeah, I watched it. It's on Apple Music and um, I was watching it and it was honestly like I didn't think... I thought, like, okay, 
Jay-Z's gonna come out like it's like a video maybe like to accompany his album but it was like so much more than that I felt yeah yeah um, it was almost kind of like a mini like a mini movie and like I loved the animation I loved the emotion expressed um it was just good yeah all right this has been YKW <laughs> poof <laughs>